dedicated to the survival of American democracy in an increasingly dangerous world, this is Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney, acted as Assistant Secretary of Defense for International Security Policy under President Ronald Reagan, founder of the Center for Security Policy in Washington, D.C., the go-to man for defense and foreign policy issues, joined by the greatest minds in the security policy business, the special forces in the war of ideas at Secure Freedom Radio with Frank Gaffney. Welcome to Secure Freedom Radio. This is Frank Gaffney, your host and guide for what I think of as an intelligence briefing on the war for the free world. It is a special privilege and pleasure to welcome to these microphones once again, Representative Mo Brooks of Alabama. He represents the people of the 5th District there with great distinction. Uh, This is the latest incarnation in a distinguished record of public service um, at both the local state and federal level. Uh, He has been a a district attorney, a prosecutor, an assistant attorney general, a county commissioner, a state legislator, and now a five-term member of the United States House of Representatives. He's a man of courage and conviction. He is also a candidate for the United States Senate. Congressman Brooks, it is terrific to have you back. You have conducted one of the most important of your many acts of public service, in my estimation, sir, with your interview of Dr. Li Meng Yan, a Chinese defector who has been warning about what she learned inside the Chinese biological warfare program about what it's up to. And I wanted specifically to ask you about her insights and your takeaway from this conversation you had with her recently about the coronavirus pandemic that has been foisted upon us by the Chinese Communist Party. Well, to me, the fake news media has badly misled the American people for a year and a half concerning the origins of COVID-19. I stated in 2020 that it was my belief based on the evidence that I had access to, including various scientific and medical uh, statements, that COVID-19 originated in the Communist Chinese Party's Wuhan Bioweapons Lab, that that was not the issue. The issue is whether COVID-19 was released accidentally or recklessly because of improper containment measures or whether it was released intentionally by the People's Liberation Army of Communist China as part of an experiment to determine how rapidly one of their bioweapons would move across the globe. Uh, I don't know the answer to that question uh, as to whether it was negligent or reckless on the one hand or intentional on the other. The Communist Chinese Party leadership knows the answer to that question. Uh, certainly, uh, what we have seen with Dr. Li Mingyan is scary. It is indeed. Um, one of the things that may be instructive about this question of um, accident or intentionality is uh, something the Chinese Communist Party's Centers for Disease Control participated in, as you may know, Congressman Brooks, back in October of 2019, about a month before the first manifestations of this disease. It was called Event 201. It was sponsored by Bloomberg and uh, the uh, the School of Public Health at Johns Hopkins University, the World Economic Forum at Davos, and the Rockefeller Foundation, the Gates Foundation, among others. Um, the concern is that this really represented a template, this war game, if you would, tabletop exercise for how a pandemic coronavirus disease driven, you know, public health catastrophe could translate into 
uh, you know, improvements in world domination or world governance. And I, I just have to say, all of these are sort of um, elements of what uh, we are probably dealing with here. But you're right, we don't know for sure um, whether it was intentional or, or not. But it certainly has been, I think, increasingly clear that it came from China. And deliberately so, um, in terms of the provenance of the uh, uh, the disease. And I, I'd like to ask you, if I could, about the um, role of the United States government, specifically Tony Fauci's um, National Institute of Infectious and Allergies. Uh, this raises a question, does it not, about our own involvement in what has come about in this disaster? Senator Rand Paul has done an excellent job of showing light on the federal government's role in the creation of COVID-19. It's very disappointing to hear that the federal government actually put in money that eventually was used at the Wuhan Bioweapons Lab for who knows how many different nefarious purposes. Uh, Certainly gain of function for these viruses was one of the things that Senator Rand Paul has been able to bring out and shed light on. And just so that the listeners understand what we're talking about, when you use the phrase gain of function, basically what that means is that something, in this case a virus, is being altered by humans to change the functions of a virus. And in this particular case with COVID-19, the evidence is growing that the gain of function we're talking about was to make the virus much more dangerous and contagious to humans. Now, that begs the question, why would anyone take a virus and make it more dangerous to human life unless it's part of a weaponization program? I think and understand pretty clearly, especially, and we'll talk about this more in a moment, uh, Congressman, uh, the larger purpose of these uh, Chinese biological weapons programs and activities. But the question, I guess, is why would Tony Fauci want to underwrite such research? And it's uh, been said, well, it's so as to be better prepared for the emergence of such diseases and uh, and to have, you know, vaccines and so on available to contend with them at the time. Do Do you find that to be persuasive or is this otherwise really inexcusable behavior on his part? Well, I would like to give Dr. Fauci the benefit of the doubt. I would hate to think that Dr. Fauci intentionally aided and abetted the Communist Chinese Party and the weaponization of this virus. But you also have to understand the Communist Chinese Party and Communist China's leadership. These people are very clever. They're very smart. And they know how to move pawns on a large chessboard. Uh, I suspect that it's much more likely that the Communist Chinese Party saw an opportunity to use its various leverage points to cause the United States government to help pay for the Communist Chinese Party's bioweapons program. Congressman Mo Brooks, let me ask you about um, what you've learned from Dr. Li Menyang about this program more broadly, not just the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but other facilities in China that are involved in developing diseases that could be used with devastating effect. And and 
specifically insights she has had about um, who the targets might well be of such efforts. Sure, but just for a moment of clarity, I met with Dr. Yan, but I don't want it to seem that it was just me and her. Uh, this was a meeting put together by the House Freedom Caucus, and we had probably a dozen or so other congressmen who were also in this meeting uh, making statements to and issuing questions to Dr. Yan. So it was a collective effort by the House Freedom Caucus to uncover a lot of the things that have uh, transpired. Now, and if I could just ask you a question on that point, sir, if if I may, Um, did you find her credible? Because there are people who have suggested that she doesn't know what she's talking about. I I wonder what your thoughts were about that and, and those of your colleagues for that matter. I have no reason to believe, excuse me, I have no reason to disbelieve her. Um, Bear in mind that I had reached this conclusion before uh, the meeting that we had with Dr. Yan. Now, Dr. Yan was able to give us much more detail, uh, much more evidence in particular about where communist China is coming from. And and people need to keep in perspective the dangers associated with communist China and how the United States of America is to a very large degree funding communist China's military. Now, we're doing it through very poor trade policies that President Trump tried to improve, but was unsuccessful in improving for a variety of political reasons that unfortunately uh, don't have merit and undermine the United States of America. But communist China is not our friend. And also, by the way, enormous amounts of money being transferred from our capital markets. Well, communist China, they're very clever. They're very smart. They know how to push the political levers in the United States of America, and in particular, Washington, D.C., They're very good at inducing American citizens or special interest groups to do Communist China's bidding. Um, Granted, they don't do it because they're in love with Communist China. They do it out of self-interest, or maybe they'll make a little bit more money, uh, as the case may be. But but throw all that behind us for a moment. The principal message is this. Communist China has shown itself to be very aggressive and very belligerent. They're advancing in the South China Sea. Most recently, they've even tossed out the public possibility of invading Taiwan. They've also tossed out the public possibility of nuclear weapons being used against Japan. So Japan adhere to its treaty obligations with Taiwan. Uh, You've got communist China's uh, military having published books and made public statements to the effect that World War III is most likely to be fought with biological weapons as opposed to nuclear weapons. And you've got all of the things that the Communist Chinese Party is doing to advance their biological weapons capability, and they're doing it in earnest, leaving the rest of the world behind. They have even, according to Dr. Yan, uh, tried to obtain the ability to develop killer bioweapons that target specific races or ethnicities across the globe. That's abhorrent. Yes, sir. And and especially so because uh, according to a former defense minister of China, um, Qi Hao Chen, Deng Xiaoping, the then general secretary of the Chinese Communist Party, reportedly set this illegal biological warfare program up in the first place for the purpose of depopulating the United States so it could be colonized by Chinese with their excess population. So these are these are not simply abstract um, 
concerns, uh, especially against the backdrop, as you were saying, sir, of of the recent horrific experience with uh, this pandemic engineered in their biological warfare facilities to uh, to lay low um, both this country and uh, and others uh, by the millions around the world. And and to your point about um, tailoring biological weapons so as to uh, take out certain populations. Um, Dr. Lehman Young, I gather, knows whereof she speaks about this. She's she's seen it from inside the belly of the beast, if you will, has she not? And again, that's persuasive. I, I take it to you and your, your uh, colleagues. She is a medical doctor. She has a PhD. She's a virologist. And yes, she was inside communist China. She is a communist China citizen. Now, she fled. She defected communist China after COVID-19 began spreading across the globe because she learned from firsthand testing and experience and knowledge that COVID-19 was man-made and that ran contrary to the propaganda of communist China. And that meant that her life was at risk. So she has put her own life at risk by coming to the United States of America, by escaping communist China, and her life today is at risk of being taken. There are apparently efforts, according to Dr. Yan, efforts to either kill her or capture her and return her to communist China. This woman has shown a tremendous amount of bravery to try to help the world understand what's going on. But at the same time, she is up against communist China's disinformation and propaganda campaign. And so there are significant efforts by communist China to disparage her credibility. But I'd ask anyone to look at the statement Uh, that she gave us in the House Freedom Caucus uh, this week. And it's pretty compelling and it's very scary, very illuminating. And America and the world better wake up before it's too late. Amen. Uh, I want to come to next uh, what we should be doing about this besides waking up to it. But uh, just a quick aside, um, I was impressed in your report on her conversation with you all that she really had emphasized how integral the disinformation and propaganda activities of China are in their biological warfare program, uh, dissembling about its existence, of course, of course, because it is illegal under their treaty commitments under the Biological Weapons Convention, sir. But also, when you have an outbreak like this one with the, well, I call it the CCP virus, um, COVID-19, they've gone to great lengths not just to discredit her, of course, but also to dissemble about um, it coming not, not from their laboratory, but from a wet market or from Fort Detrick. One of our own um, uh, bio defense facilities here in the United States. So this is a really important insight as well. But let, let me turn, if I could, with you, Congressman Brooks, to the question of what should we be doing in the face of all of this? And I, I had some thoughts, and I, I wanted to just run them by you. Obviously, um, holding the Chinese accountable for what has been done in this COVID uh, exercise is, is step one, um, which raises a question of reparations, I think, as well as uh, obviously shutting down the sorts of collaboration that have taken place, not just in Wuhan, but apparently in quite a number of facilities here in the United States where some of their People's Liberation Army specialists have been um, allowed to uh, work and, and do research and collect intelligence. One of the first things that the world's nation should do is demand reparations, compensation for the damages caused by communist China. It does not make any difference with respect to COVID-19, whether communist China was negligent or reckless or intentional in in their bad conduct. Uh, roughly 4 million lives 
have been lost, if you believe the official statistic. And granted, there is some fudge factor involved with those official statistics as to cause of death being COVID-19 versus any of a number of other factors. But there's been trillions of dollars in damages in the United States alone. Uh, just at the federal government level, the, the relief packages that have been sent out. Then you've got compensation for the 600,000 plus Americans who have lost their lives in whole or in part because of COVID-19. Uh, then you've got the economic disruption to the individual lives of Americans, to businesses, uh, to uh, people who have lost their jobs and no longer have a livelihood. Communist China ought to be held accountable for that. The United States of America has the ability to force Communist China to be responsible uh, for that or risk losing all trade with the United States of America. That's our leverage point. They, we have a $400 billion plus trade deficit each year with communist China. That's where America, we're hemorrhaging our wealth to communist China. And we need to put a stop to it if for no other reason that they're using that wealth they get from us to build up their military capabilities that put us at greater risk. So there are plenty of things the United States can do, but we need to stand tall. If this had happened in the United States of America and had been an American lab, if it had been one of our uh, pharmaceutical companies' labs, they would have been held accountable you in a court of law. You can communist count on China, it. Yeah. same principle should apply. Amen. Um, and I think Similarly, along with trade, we ought to make sure that we're not continuing to put U.S. investors' money into People's Liberation Army companies and the CCP more generally. Let me let me turn. You're a member of the House Armed Services Committee, a senior member of the House Armed Services Committee, Congressman Mo Brooks. Um, other pieces of this that would seem to be in need of urgent attention as well are um, exposing fully the scope of the Chinese Communist Party's biological warfare program and, and ramping up our biodefense capabilities. Would you agree? Absolutely, uh, particularly on the defense capabilities part. But we also need to send a very stern message to Communist China that if there is any kind of attack made by Communist China using bioweapons, that falls under our mutually assured destruction doctrine that triggers the use of nuclear weapons. And hopefully that threat of the use of nuclear weapons will deter communist China from continuing to advance their bioweapons program, even to the point of considering its use. Yeah, deterrence the is critical. Finger, if that happens, is to point it at China. You know, there's there's got, part of communist Chinese strategy is to ensure that if they implement their bioweapons strategy, that there's some uncertainty as to the origin point of the biological weapon. So it's difficult to point the finger at China. Well, we need to make sure China understands that if there is anywhere in the, on the planet uh, something that appears to be man-made, that is a biological weapon, that one of the first and primary suspects is communist China, and that we will use our military to defend and respond to any kind of biological attack here in, against America or against any of our allies around the globe. Amen. Congressman Mobooks, we have to leave it at that. Thank you very much for your time today, sir, and for your great service to our country. Best of luck in your future um, political purposes, and we look forward to talking with you more about all of this. In the meantime, stay well, sir. Next up, former Israeli parliamentarian, Rabbi Yehuda Glick, on the state of U.S.-Israeli relations, and more straight ahead. Visit us at facebook.com slash securefreedom with Frank Gaffney.